Welcome to Duct Tape and Paperclips. I'm Nathan Hartswick. And I'm Annie Russell. This is the show where we rewatch, review, and ridicule every episode of MacGyver for the first time since our childhoods. That's right. And we're back, you guys. We are back with season three. <gasps> wow. This is finally. season three, episode one, Lost Love, part one. We have a two-parter to kick oh off this my season. God. I mean, yeah, we're back. Oh, my God. How, how does it? Let's just talk about how that feels for you, Annie. Um... I, I want to say right off the bat that I gave Annie every possible out. Um, <laughs> uh, I said, if you, if you don't want to keep going with this thing, you really we really don't have to. I don't even know if I can. Uh, we all, like, we did two seasons mostly during a pandemic, and uh, it, it became uh, increasingly hard to figure out how we were going to do season three. Uh, but here we are. How do you feel about it? Yeah, well, how we figured it out is we just are doing it. Um, we I don't know that we figured anything out. I think well, that we just were like, we are recording these and yes. we, we're just going to get back into the groove of things. Yeah, but no. I feel good about it. Yeah. I'm, you know, there were, we like had we had a number of conversations about how this podcast might evolve and how we might come back for season three. You know, would we cover season three? But there are a couple of things that that made it sort of uh, make sense for us to do season three for me. One, we have a new setting. They're in yes. Vancouver, this setting. I really wanted to see that and see how the show changed. Mm. And MacGyver sort of hit its stride a little bit and kind of figured out what the show was. And I, I felt like we had to kind of see what that looked like in a third yes. season. Agreed. Agreed. It felt like, okay, we've, we've eaten our broccoli here. We've done two full seasons, 22 episodes each season. And now this is uh, ostensibly the season where it finally gets maybe not good, but, but better. <laughs> well, it um, becomes the show that I right. think people remember and it yes. becomes the most MacGyver MacGyver, sure. um, which of course, if we're going to do a MacGyver podcast, which it turns out we are, <laughs> you really need to do yeah. that season. Three season. is uh, a must. And be, especially since, yeah, uh, I mean, early seasons are all over the place in terms of tone and what the hell the show is and later seasons Correct. get real preachy. So that this little sweet spot of like seasons three and four, I think we're 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 in for kind of a fun time especially since we we uh we get to see a whole new vista and uh and and we get to see the result of them having a little bit more money because <laughs> it turns out they moved to vancouver because the exchange rate was great and uh it seems like they put it all into stunts and uh it, it seems like we're off to we're off and running with this big uh two first two-parter but we're going to try to o we're going to try to only cover the first episode uh but we might accidentally mention things that happen in part two as well, right? We will. Um, again, this is a two-part episode. It is all very much one story with the mm. same characters. And so if you are somebody that really doesn't want part two spoiled, I would say just go ahead and watch both parts before you listen to these two podcast episodes back to back. That is my recommendation. It is yeah. not a requirement, right. but... If you are someone who cares about that, um, go ahead and just watch both. Yeah, just and if you don't want to watch either one of them, that's fine too. You can hang out and listen to us. Yeah, yap about it. Uh, and I think you know one thing you failed to mention when we talked about coming back and doing the podcast again is that they're going to be a little shorter. Uh, we're going to have guests on more intermittently, and we're going to try to sort of bang through um, the episodes uh, a little more quickly. Are we? Did we decide whether we're going to like rate each episode at least like just a one through ten or not? We will still 
kind of rate each episode just real quick, but like the elaborate scoring system is going to be a relic of seasons one and two. Yes, um, yeah. And yeah, and these are going to be a little different, a little shorter, and we'll have really great guests, you know, once in a while. Cool. But it's just it's just us this time around. And in the spirit of brevity and, and keeping the episodes a little shorter... Uh, rather than tell the entire story of the episode, Annie, do you want to give us the IMDb summary of this episode, which is one sentence long? This is just the quick one sentence summary here. So what we are going to see is the following. Soviet agents use a former lover of MacGyver's who he thought to be dead as a pawn to steal a valuable Chinese jade dragon statue. There's a lot of words in that sentence. So many like flashpoints. Just we are hitting Soviet. We are hitting China. We are hitting former girlfriend. We are hitting a fake death. Uh, It is just a MacGyver bonanza. Yes. And it even opens with a voiceover that starts when I was a little kid. (laughs) I was like, oh, here we go. Quite possibly the most MacGyver MacGyver episode I have yeah. ever seen. <laughs> um, well, I, I'm curious to know what you thought. Like the second we open, we are on the Vancouver waterfront. It looks mm-hmm, very mm-hmm. different than previous episodes. Um, what did you think of the new setting? Well, it was funny because we have an actor coming back um, who was in <laughs> a previous episode uh-huh. you might remember called The Wish Child. And... Uh, you know, the Wish Child also took place down at a shipyard, but like a very different shipyard. And mm-hmm. it's just so hilarious that we are kind of like back in in this setting. Like whenever we talk about Asia, we have to right. be down by the docks. Like yes. I, I, that is interesting. Um, so yeah, it's obviously a very different setting. That is not explained. Why should it be? No. Uh, we are just kind of assuming that we're still back on Venice Beach, um, even though we're we're in Vancouver. Um, But the main thing for me in kind of this setup to this gambit that we're going to be involved with is they're making no no effort whatsoever to really have any cohesion of what the Phoenix Foundation does or is responsible for. Because there are episodes where the Phoenix Foundation (laughs) is solving crimes. There are episodes where it is guarding a nuclear power plant. There are episodes where, you know, there are, um, it's kind of like an international relations organization. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for whatever reason, this time around, the Phoenix Foundation is tasked with protecting this ancient Chinese artifact, which just sort of had to be taken aback right away. Like, what is this this organization? Are they the CIA, the UN, or Greenpeace? Or all three, you know? We don't know. We don't know. It seems not to matter. No. And from a story standpoint, it's like, it's great to have a broad, broad organization like that where you can send your hero in any direction at any point. You know, it made me appreciate the episodes where MacGyver is just off on his own and gets mm. involved in something yep. a little bit more because, you know, the episodes that they try to shoehorn into some of some work task, like don't seem to make as much sense to me, yeah. you know, yeah. whereas I, I, I buy MacGyver just being out on the road and getting trapped in a diner and getting caught up with some <laughs> That's bad the one guys, I was thinking you of know, too. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't buy like him being a security consultant for, you know, a right. Mission Impossible style, right. <laughs> like right. guarding 
of you know yeah i feel the same uh, way chinese relics like there are times when he is uh he's the guy who knows how to fly a fighter jet and there's other times when he knows how to like you know break into a building or whatever whatever, or he's a naturalist who works with kids like he can pretty much do it all Uh, but i do i I remember to say nothing of his skill set like that's a whole other issue you know yeah but it is funny like i remember Part, part of the f- fun and making fun of MacGyver, even when it was on, was that, man, this guy gets into scrapes every single week. Like every week, the guy's being locked in a shed somewhere. He's got to figure out how to get out. And it's almost like even if the show even if the show is just like, oh, he's the world's unluckiest adventure hero where everywhere he goes, he stumbles into a plot to assassinate somebody or uh, steal something or what have you, then uh, you that's one level of ridiculousness. But when you add on an organization that is ostensibly grounded in reality, that like mm-hmm. does all of these many things and sends one man to do them all, it it's like takes on this whole extra level of weird, like, yeah, uh, it's weird. Yes, it they send w- one man handled by one incompetent man who is back. Yeah. Pete Thornton is back yes. in the mix. Um, <laughs> Pete Thornton is God back to him. say, MacGyver, you're a genius. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, oh, I wanted to mention. So you mentioned that, and I, I totally forgot this. Um, okay. I want to start a new segment on this podcast. It's called the recycle actor count. And, oh my God. And, yeah. And this episode count, was, was a big one. Well, we're going to count through season three. We're going to count how many actors we recycle that we've seen before in previous episodes of MacGyver. So we we're already at a recycled actor count of one with this, uh, uh, with this Asian guy who was in the wish child. He was the old mm-hmm. man in the wish child. Right. And now he's the, other old Chinese man who's like, he's the go-to character actor if you need an old Chinese guy, I guess, for this show. No, and if you look at his IMDb, I mean, I am I think his name is James Hong. Mm-hmm. Um, he has been in everything. Oh, he wow. has, his list of credits is incredibly long. Yeah. Um, but of course, he has to come back to MacGyver. Uh, but he's not the only one. There's someone else that comes uh, That's back, coming later. Correct? Yeah. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I, I mean, I also loved... I love, we really set up the Cold War stuff right away. It's like, oh, we're building our relationship with the People's Republic of China. And, but there's Russians watching through binoculars and they're going to want to steal this Chinese jade dragon statue. And the, the, so then we get to meet this like femme fatale badass lady who's like short blonde hair, white suit, looks amazing. And she takes out a security guard as a way of saying, yeah, hey, this is the bad guy. Yeah, that kick was incredible. The kicks, like, that the roundhouse was, what kicks an were amazing. And then throws a very unconvincing dummy down down an elevator shaft and it just <laughs> flops and it hits the sides of the elevator shaft just flops and it's not like an elevator shaft like a dark elevator shaft it's one in this like conference center with all this glass so the elevator shaft is, has light in it so you just see this like rag doll hit the, hit the sides of the elevator shaft I, I was so confused as to why she would throw an already unconscious body down this shaft yes. uh, but it really showed how bad she was what, a, what an evil person she was yeah, uh, they they established that she was bad. They also established that, you know, MacGyver and, and Pete and the Phoenix Foundation, they are going to protect this artifact um, from right. potential thieves. And we get to see MacGyver do something really fun, which is basically hack into the security system and show how easy it would be for someone to break into it. And he right. gets to kind of flex and say, like, your security is, is yeah. not 
yeah, good. Always you know? a fun scene where the hero gets to be like, um, this is how I would break in. And then, of course, later is forced to break in and steal it. Right. But the the um, the yeah, the lasers like showing the lasers and all this stuff. Um, and then what showing I love the about lasers, that is using the pocket knife to just yep. straight up open the thing, which, again, like. Is not how you seems pick Seems janky even for <laughs> 1980 standards. I do remember <laughs> that in the it, when I was watching the show as a kid, I remember, and I know this now. I know that they took certain things out so that kids wouldn't like try to replicate things. They take ingredients out of the bombs he makes, like to make because they really were concerned that kids would <laughs> imagine that. Imagine even caring that kids can find now they can find absolutely everything to make a bomb on the internet. But back then they were very concerned about it. And I remember I remember taking my dad's Swiss Army knife and sticking it into locks all over my house, trying to figure out how he <laughs> sticks a, a, a single blade into a lock, turns it, and it works like a key. Well, yeah, and, and a rather large blade, too, yes. like just something yeah. that does not fit um, no, into no. a lock. Uh, I was always very confused. And I thought if I just could do it like MacGyver. So um, but I also loved in that scene where MacGyver, I love that MacGyver's uh, suge suggestion for tightening up security is make sure that the security guards do rounds where they're in every 10 minutes. I was like, what? Why don't you just make the guards stand in the room? <laughs> like, why, why do we have to why yeah. don't we assign one they're, guard to watch this thing? They're on duty. And then yeah. he also makes kind of a, a jab at the security guards, like, being lazy and being on a coffee yeah. break at all times. I'm like, come on, dude. These are working people. Can we not uh, judge um, them? <laughs> uh, amazing. Um uh, so we do get introduced to the uh, the, ba the other baddies who are an old man, general Russian guy and his sort of like sidekick guy. And he uh, uh, th this is recycled actor count number two. Now, follow me here. Mm -hmm. The character of Nikolai Kosov is the bad guy in Thief of Budapest back in season one. One of the best episodes of season one. One of the best episodes. With the, yeah. With the child. Uh, now, the name Nikolai Kozov, that character can't, comes back, but now it's a different actor. So the person who played him in Thief of Budapest is not the person who played him in this. The person who played him in this is the guy who played the assassin in The Assassin. <laughs> so they didn't get a fresh face. They yeah, just no, got a more new face. This is not confusing at all. No, This no. is completely clear. Yes, um, yes. Now, this poor guy. So this guy was, he was great. Do you remember The Assassin? He was like the, he was like finally somebody who can like, uh, like really yeah, beat Yeah, I think MacGyver. we were shocked. We couldn't stop talking about yeah. how we actually had a competent person, right. uh, you know, on screen. So yeah, yeah but he fell, I as I recall, he fell on a nail or something at the end of his episode. <laughs> poison spike or some shit i don't know you can't have everything yeah you know? so, so um, we've he's dead so we can't bring him back but we bring back the actor uh as a character from the previous season so who the hell yes but why like <laughs> why? why bring back a character if you don't have the same actor this could very easily be a different yeah. you know Russian bad character. guy right. from eastern europe like we do not need it to be the same guy for this no. story in any way i don't know since season one i've been wondering yet, what the hell ever happened to nicholas like Kosov from Thief of Budapest. Really been wanting a closure on that storyline. Well, you sort of have it. Um, and speaking yeah, right. of closure, we do have an ex-girlfriend. Uh, I, oh, yeah. I want to know what you think of this entire premise. Like what we're meant to believe that these <laughs> yeah. two people were engaged to be married. Right, right. Um, and that she was killed in an operation um loved that scene by the way the flashback where she's running out of the building it was such an easy cheap way to to do that 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, <laughs> yeah, it was a little uncomfortable watching like the flashback to MacGyver, like actually saying I love you to someone and like, like negging her in bed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the bed, gross. the bedroom scene, I was not a huge fan of, no. I have to say she's wearing <laughs> like what looks like kind of like bridal lingerie. Yes. <laughs> and... uh, soft, very soft lighting. And he makes a joke about how she needs a wedding ring on her hand. Um, but uh, I don't know. I was so I was so for some reason, I don't know why I care about this stuff. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about how Italian mobsters on this show get Irish names. And we think that's right. maybe because the mm-hmm. uh, Italian mob would be mad otherwise. And the producers don't want to piss off the actual Italian mob. Uh, I'm wondering if Russians get German names because her name is Lisa Kohler, <laughs> which is not, I mean, it's like an American first name and a German last name. Uh, I don't understand why they gave him a Russian name and she's supposed to be Russian. They, all their accents are terrible. Every one of them, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. all the Russian accents are terrible. Um, but yeah, the, the relationship between the two of them, uh, I don't know. I didn't have any real thoughts. I just thought, okay, this is a disposable character. Um, it, what, it, what it felt like to me was that it really, like, they really drew it out. Like, okay, mm-hmm. MacGyver sees someone he thinks is her. Great. Now we get to, now we got to catch up with Jack Dalton, who's now a fucking magician for no reason. Now we, now we got to talk about the fact that we think that this woman uh, who is dead, by the way, is someone that, mm-hmm. okay, well now, uh, well, well, how do you know she's dead? Well, I killed her. Commercial break. Come back and explain. Actually, it wasn't me who physically killed her. I just put her in harm's way and then she got killed. Okay. Now, well, that's definitely her. So I got to go meet her on a barge. It was just like a lot of steps to get to. Just get them together. <laughs> get Put them in yeah, the same Yeah, there room. were a lot of steps. The reveal of Jack Dalton um, as a magician was excruciating. <laughs> Amazing. Like, Amazing. I can't. He's doing sound I, check I was when, they, when we meet so him. upset. He's doing I was a sound so check. upset. <laughs> Why does that upset you so much? It ju- because why could if he's going to help him out on this mission, which he is, you know, why does this have to be the reveal? Why do we have to go right. down to a magic show? Like this is once again we let's add another setting. Let's yes. get another scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go to another location yep. and introduce something that has nothing to do with anything. Well, yeah, um, not I, to mention the way he actually uses the magic to get ri- to to get her to escape is so public and unnecessary. <laughs> You know, it's like we don't need a magic none show of, to get rid of her. Yeah, none of it is needed. Perhaps they had too much money. I I wonder that because Maybe. I'm sort of missing those episodes where it's like we're all in one warehouse because that's what we yeah. have available to us, and that is yeah. going to be the setting for this episode. We've had t- we had too many locations and too many characters in this episode, and I have to say, like I was confused yeah, um yeah. in multiple points and in time, both was, in it, it the first to me, and second episodes. Yeah, it looked to me like. For this whole two episodes, they were like, okay, we've got this conference center in Toronto and we've got to make use of every... Oh, there's a ballroom in there. Well, what would a ballroom be good for? Okay, well, Jack Dalton's got to be doing something now. What's he doing? He's a showman. (laughs) Like, it it all kind of makes sense when you think about it, but it's also like, why? Like, just have him waltz back in. He's a fucking pilot, you know? Like, he could be... Yeah, all he has to do is just kind of walk in and be like, and say some quippy catchphrase, you know? And then that's enough for us. We we actually don't need him dressed as a magician. And they spent time, like, letting us know that he's actually a pretty good magician and he puts on a good show and MacGyver enjoys it and like Pete is impressed and like it's all very what is this really why are we um yeah I, the Jack Dalton character is uh I don't know is very flawed absolutely he yeah he has a different um scheme each and every time we 
interact with him. So yeah, it doesn't. Um, and I, I can't wait for us to talk about uh, the second episode. Of but this it really too, does feel like there's a lot. This felt like a thing in the eighties where it was like, okay, we've got an adventure show or we've got a suspense or whatever. We've got something that's like kind of serious in nature. We need comic relief. And like, yeah. I, I think that, We've gotten a lot more sophisticated now about how we inject humor into uh, shows. A lot of it, uh, we've gotten smart smart enough to realize that like the humor can happen situationally. It can happen, you mm-hmm. know, character wise. Like anyone can be funny in a moment, and if we have enough of those moments, then it'll it'll be entertaining for people. Um, if they're if everyone's if everyone gets their chance to be funny organically, but there was definitely. A, a way you just sort of, sort of grabbed a funny person and put them into, like shoved them into, like so many dramas have the comic relief guy who's just like cracking everybody up the whole time. And it it's such a hard shift tonally. It's such a hard thing to, like, why do we need this yeah. like goofy, funny, go- off because the wall? Because it feels out of place. Right. It just feels strange for MacGyver and Pete to go down to a magic show right. during, <laughs> yeah. you know, this high-stakes situation. Crisis. Yeah, they're in, and yeah. they're just going to be like, hey, let's see what Jack Dalton's doing. It's yeah. it's just, um, it doesn't quite make sense. And again, yeah, like Pete, nothing is stopping Pete from being funny except Pete. Let's just say that. <laughs> like he could at yeah. any time yeah. be the comic relief in True. these settings. But instead, they've opted to write in this insane magic component. Well, he should be the comic relief by virtue of being a punching bag. Like they, they yeah. should be shitting on Pete they, all the time. They should. They. It shouldn't be us. It shouldn't be left to me 30 <laughs> years later to point out how... <laughs> How much of an idiot sucks. Pete is. Yeah, right, right. They should have known in the moment and been like, oh, Pete, you fucking moron. And that would have been where the humor comes from because he's a fucking idiot. He actually has a few comedic moments in the show that are pretty nice. Like every time there's a moment where he like is cute, funny, I'm like, yeah. oh, that could have been a thing. Like he doesn't, that whiny MacGyver, like I don't right. understand what you're doing like that thing. could have been their dynamic the whole time. It could have just been, get yeah. to it. A little bit when MacGyver kind of makes fun of his eating, but I don't mm-hmm. like that. That feels that like punching yeah. down in a way. Like, well, he we breaks can... his leg, to both of his legs in that episode. Yeah, exactly. he's a fucking moron like, in that one. He he is a moron, but like, I, I guess I just mean we can shit on Pete without making it about his weight is is my right point, or the fact know? that he's bald or whatever. Yeah, he right. could just be incompetent at his job, <laughs> which yeah, he is. Which he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so we have we have a pretty great uh, the last act is kind of is pretty fun like we have a motorcycle chase to a jump onto a ferry to a mm-hmm. van helicopter chase to a sta- a log <laughs> whatever that like <laughs> that's a real Vancouver location man we got the like forestry yeah. like logging operation and then we put on a bomb collar and you know we blackmail. MacGyver into stealing the thing and that's the end of the episode so we that that whole thing I thought that's when I started to feel like oh this is shit they couldn't do last season this is stuff they they have stunt people for this and choppers and like um, they really are putting the money on the screen with this one I thought yeah and there is there are no scenes from other films that have been spliced in to get around some oh, of these God. action I almost forgot I mean, about think that about yeah. it. <laughs> like think about how we don't need to like create a, a we don't need to bring in another scene where a coffin turns into a jet ski like they could just do something like that now if right, they wanted to right. and, and so they're they're and kind you of hope flexing. they do because so, that's your favorite 
<laughs> your favorite scene it is in my the favorite series. thing um yeah. but yeah so i think that like that's that is kind of fun to see it's like mm-hmm. okay they're playing around we don't have like so many egregious like other other scenes other yeah. you know it's almost too much i do feel that these two episodes could have been one episode sure. i know you're shocked to hear me say that <laughs> but you yeah. know this it just feels like a lot of setup yes. you know to yeah. then just at the very end we understand okay cool so macgyver is now blackmailed into stealing this artifact that he was trying to protect and so now the stakes are set and we can go into you know an episode which is going to be about doing the thing Totally. And and I don't want to jump ahead to, to episode two, but but the whole last like 20 minutes of that episode could easily have been the last 10 minutes of this one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but it, it was it was fun. I was thinking when I was watching it, especially as it opens up on a sunny day on the bay or whatever. I can't imagine it's easy to get sunny days to shoot in Vancouver. Um, yeah, seriously. You know, and I, I remember, I just was thinking about what it was like as a kid to watch this show. And I was laughing about the fact that I had absolutely zero frame of reference for what California looked like, you know, Mm -hmm. like the only, the only thing I knew was Beach Boys songs. And I knew that, you know, I knew there was water there, but I don't, I was living in a landlocked state, you know, in the Northeast. I had no real concept. I had never traveled or been anywhere. So this was my like way of seeing like the West coast lifestyle. And I now in seeing it, like in watching the back, the backdrops of this episode, I'm like, oh, look at those like pine trees as far as the eye can see. And this like landscape that's clearly the Pacific Northwest. I was just yeah, thinking about I mean, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. But, but it is but, not California. But my yeah. eight, nine year old self did had no idea that it wasn't Los Angeles. Like I thought that's what right. Hollywood looks like. It's got pine trees everywhere. <laughs> you know? um, so I just they did a good job of like, you know, they get it. They keep it sunny and, and breezy. And visually, it looks like enough like California um, that it's it fooled my dumb little brain. Um, into thinking yeah. like that's what Hollywood's like but it's so clear now to me that it's like oh this is just clearly Canada <laughs> you know yeah and I don't really think that that is what folks are watching for you no. know I don't think we there aren't many sticklers out there who are like you know that that doesn't look well, like they that put, tree appa- apparently, is indigenous to right they put Washington plates on a bunch of the cars for this episode so they clearly want you to think mm-hmm. it's Seattle which is fine you know like and they don't make yeah, any works. reference to like oh we've moved headquarters to seattle they just kind of like no start no, no so it's it, for all the beating into your head of exposition they do on everything else you know they really just started the season like it's a new deal <laughs> yeah the setting is very much an afterthought yeah. which i i actually think is fine yeah, i think totally. you know to take up precious uh, time in these episodes to explain why yeah. you know the phoenix foundation which already doesn't make sense as an organization is now in seattle sure yeah. like i don't care right. um it does not matter where no, it is absolutely not i don't have a lot more is there anything else but before we rate the episode is there anything else you wanted to talk about about this one no i think that um yeah i think this is this was like a pretty strong opening mm. Um, episode for the season I think it kind of established a bunch of stuff it gets us excited to keep watching Mm -hmm. Um, and so for that I think for a a season three episode one pretty good pretty good yeah I guess we're we're rating this based on all the other episodes we've seen season one and two right on a scale of one to ten is that we're doing 
How would you? Yeah. How would you? I, if, it's. How would you rate this if you had to rate it from one to ten? Yeah, this is a tough one, and I should say this is of MacGyver episodes. This is not of television episodes <laughs> yeah, that I have I seen clear, in yeah. my lifetime. <laughs> um, I'm I'm actually going to give this a seven point five. Okay. I think like for a MacGyver episode, this ticked a lot of boxes. Yeah. We saw him do some cool shit. We saw some kind of badass action scenes. We had a. a we have real villains um that we can sort of identify yeah. including a badass femme fatale who is kicking people which i enjoyed yeah. um <laughs> and we have you know we have a, a very clear-cut thing that is happening yeah. that they Sticks. need to do we have a mission that needs to be accomplished which um i appreciate totally, so totally that makes sense. Uh, I just realized you should have forced me to answer this question first because <laughs> I should have for the next one. I will. <laughs> um, but I think I would agree. You know what? I I think I agree with that. I think seven point five is fair because I, I think when I think about like is eight. No, I don't think it's quite an eight. Um, but uh, but I think it's pretty high. So I, I agree with you with, on all those points. Uh, let's start in agreement, and we'll we'll go from there as the season. Yeah, progresses. well, I'm sure we'll we'll work backwards from there. <laughs> it will will yes, we'll devolve into uh, fist fights by the end of the season. Uh, I am excited that we have two less. This they cut it down to twenty episodes, which is like thank God. Oh man, I, which it's, it should still be fifteen, but uh, it's great that. They finally got a little. I mean, respite. some of those first two seasons, we had some filler. Yes. It was. It and got and rough don't in get there. me wrong, having seen all of season three, there are some filler episodes <laughs> in this one too, uh, and some weird ones. Um, I mean, stay tuned, people, because there are some episodes in this season that are not. Uh, they're not like any other episode of television or MacGyver I've ever seen. I'm very excited about it. There's another category. So I'll tease it now, but we there's a. It's not a good. It's not a good one. It's a very dark, fucked up category. I want to add, um, but right for right now, our our recycled actor uh, count is the new category, and we're up to two, and that will go up as well. I'm sure. That's yeah, and so we've done that, um, and that's not yeah, that's not counting recurring folks. This is just straight up one off characters that come back. Right. We don't count. Uh, yeah. If we see another character repeat, it's different. But I'm talking about bringing yeah. an actor back in a different role. Uh, same actor. Um, I think that's about all the time we have for uh, episode one of season three. Annie, do you have anything to plug? Is there anything going on in your life that you want people to know about? Yeah. Um, well, people can always follow me on Twitter and Instagram. My handle on both of those things is Annie M. Russell. Um, and one thing I'm really excited about if folks are in and around Burlington, Vermont, uh, the second weekend in May, I will be in town. Um, the Waking Windows Comedy Festival is happening, and I'm putting together two shows for that. Um, awesome. Great lineups uh, soon to be announced, so keep an eye out for that. I am pumped for that. That's so great. And that, this is their first uh, year back in person? This is the first year. You said comedy festival, but it's also a music festival. It's a huge thing. It's so it's a music festival, yeah, and Mm. then there'll be um, some comedy as part of that. Uh, Yeah, so this is um, the first year back since the pandemic. This is you know kind of what we were meant to do in 2020 and got canceled for the past two years, Um, and so it's exciting to be back. Awesome. What about you, Nathan? What do you have going on? I have. 
another podcast called The Corporation, which took a little break during the pandemic, and that's back uh, in full force. It's a uh, satirical, improvised podcast uh, that I'm having a lot of fun with and getting a lot of great guests. You can get that wherever we get podcasts. And I am running a comedy club in Burlington, Vermont, which if you're here, you should come see a show. We're all fully vaxxed and masked and everything else, and uh, it's feeling really good. We had a, a bit of a slow January due to Omicron, but a lot of people are feeling stir crazy now and a little bit safer, and so we're getting some good crowds and having some great shows. Yes, so. it is. It is nice to be back after the Omicron yes. <laughs> surge, um, yes. which I, I kind of took a little bit of a step back from being out in the world, mm-hmm. and now that feels like yeah. I can be out and about again safely cool all right well that's it for this week thanks for listening everybody uh check out our website themacgyverpod.com and our socials are all at themacgyverpod if you want to watch old episodes of the show along with us you can check them out on paramount plus or amazon prime next week we're going to be breaking down season three episode two lost love part two take care everybody and remember in the immortal words of our buddy mac friends are are the adventures adventures of of life. life